previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. In just over an hour. And, you know, I wake up at 6 a.m. to get out to the front porch to grab the paper. I rip off the rubber band. I open it up and they do it alphabetical, A to Z. So Eric Bell, I'm thinking I'm going to be towards the front. I'm ripping through the pages. Again, there's like 30,000 names in this thing. And I get to Eric Bell and there's five Eric Bells in there. Oh, no. No one's going to know which time is. And I was crushed as a kid. And I realized at a young age, I was like, Eric Bell is a pretty bland, pretty common name. Well, then you just pick the fastest one, right? Right, no doubt. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Hey, Littles. Littles. Roxy. Yeah, Chuck. Boy, do I have a story for you. Oh, boy. We're going to tease it, though. (laughs) Uh, Of course we are. The connective tissue of the Loyal Littles podcast and the Tony Kornheiser show is just redunculous. That's all I'm going to say. I know you hate when I use that (laughs) word, but it's true. Uh, Why don't we get to some things first, though? This is going to be the last time we get to do this. Let's remind everyone, WeRockCancer.org this Saturday, October 14th. Don't forget, it's the big concert at Capital One Hall in Tysons, Virginia, Don't miss it. You're going to hear the Pat McGee Band with John Popper from Blues Traveler. Don't miss it. Get scanned for skin cancer. It's the best way to do it. Just get to the concert. It's going to be a good time. Make sure you wear your chatter shirts, wear whatever, so people will know you're littles, and I guarantee you're going to have a good time. And I can vouch for this, okay? I'm going to tease that, okay? I can vouch for this, okay? (laughs) But where in the world is Chuck, okay? Chuck just left Montgomery, Alabama. And he's on his way to Lafayette, Louisiana. Okay, so I'll be there Wednesday. And then the rest of the weekend, I'll be in Shreveport, Louisiana. If you're anywhere near, give a shout out, loyallittlespod.com or tweet at me, whatever. Just find Chuck. Where in the world is Chuck is what we're doing, right? We have some updates for Roxy. Now, can you talk about some of the stuff you talked to me off the air about? Well, how, what? Well, how the rehearsal's going. I mean, you're excited because the New York City number, you now know where you are in the line. Can we tell people that? I'm second from the end over on, if you're looking at the stage, I will be on the right side. Right. Okay. Um, Which you had nightmares about. I had nightmares that they were going to put me 10th from the end and I've never been that tall. So (laughs) that was pretty scary. I'm like, how is my family going to find me in my dream? This is what I'm saying. And then there was also, because I am short, there was a dip in the line. So you had taller, taller than me, than tall, tall, tall. So uh, yeah, pretty funny. So I'm, I'm where I belong. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, yes. I'm in a green dress. I'm very excited but about that. First I, off the first duo off the bus. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong. So the first group is all mm-hmm. green. So they're both, you're both in green or is one yes. in red? Mm-hmm. No, we're both in green. Okay. Both in green. Bottom, all right. bottom of the bus is green. Top of the bus is red. Okay. It's all good. It's a system, Chuck. Don't worry, Littles. If you come see the show, it's not this uh, annoying. I'm just like, no, it'll be well, okay. No, it's exciting because you finally got back to rehearsals and you yeah, had. Yeah, it's really good to be back. Yeah, you started on Saturday, right? Mm-hmm, and then you had a day did. off and then you had a. Yeah, it was kind of like growing up in school when you'd go to school for a half day on the Friday before Labor Day and then have Saturday, Sunday, Monday off and not come back until Tuesday. It was almost kind of like, what's the point? But I'm so glad that we started on Saturday. It was good to see everyone. You know, I was nervous about Christmas starting so soon, but no, it's definitely good to be back. I'm very excited about the season. I'm already having a blast and I can't wait for shows to start. And if people want to come, 
we can sort that out when things get more confirmed and yeah, it's just going to be a good season. I yeah. think all around. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. you have a schedule, but it's tentative. It's not official yet. So you can't post yeah. it and stuff like yeah. that. But when we, as soon as we get one that I can post, it will be plastered on all the social medias <laughs> and we will let you know for sure. Okay. Now we have to get into this crazy story of mine. So <laughs> I was in Montgomery, Alabama yesterday and I had the night off. So I, as I said on the last episode, I gave out my schedule and I said, that's where I'm going to be. And I said that because I knew I hear emails all the time. So-and-so from Montgomery, Alabama or what it blah, blah, blah. I don't even know if they listen to our podcast. Doesn't matter. I just knew there were littles. Okay. And I couldn't remember if it was someone we had already interviewed or if it wasn't, but I also didn't have time to like scroll through our website of 260 some episodes to try to remember where everyone's from, you know, and and that's not always in the show notes either. So just didn't have time. I was hoping it would work out, but I, you know, I figured it wasn't, you know, because I hadn't heard anything. Well, so yesterday on the big show, there's an email read from Nick Milkey, episode 161. It says, hi, this is Nick Milkey from Montgomery, Alabama. And I'm like, oh my God, that's who it was. That's who it was. So I tweeted him yesterday and I was like, you're not going to believe this, but Chuck's in Montgomery, Alabama. And, <laughs> you know, and I was, I'm guessing he wasn't caught up on our podcast, understandably. And it was just like this craziness. Roxy, within like, three hours. Okay. He sets up basically a summer of a littles event at this barbecue (laughs) place in Montgomery, Alabama. And all of a sudden he's like, uh, so I'm going to swing by the hotel and pick you up. Wait, it gets so weird. His office where he works was less than a mile away from my hotel. Okay. No way. Yeah, it was. And I'm in the middle of nowhere, which he laughed about when he found out when (laughs) our hotel was over by his office. He's like, there's nothing over here. I'm like, trust me. I know. So we're out in the middle of nowhere. But so he picks me up after he's done with work. We drive to, and I can't remember the place. I feel bad. It was so good. It was uh, Moe's, I think. Moe's Barbecue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's where the Summer of Littles event, and this is all Littles. If if you've been paying attention to the big show, this all has been recapped in the last like couple weeks, okay? Because some other Little wrote in saying, yeah, I was supposed to be at a Summer of Littles hosted by Nick Milkey, and he was a no-show, and I sat here by myself drinking a beer and went home. And so (laughs) what happened was Nick, unfortunately, got covid two days before the event he reached Mm -hmm. out to bob walsh somehow it didn't trickle down to this other person and that's how that all happened anyway not a big deal the point of the story he swings by to pick me up on the way over to moe's he tells me oh yeah i invited a few other littles so this was ridiculous i called you roxy i was like i had to like facetime with you because i was like this is like so great all right so i just want to make sure i'm getting the names right it was brian miller and Barry Grace. Okay, those are mm-hmm. the other two guys. Now, Barry's never listened to our episodes. Hopefully, mm-hmm. he will start. Uh, but he, <laughs> he has heard of us. He knew who I was or, okay. you know, from the big show. That's and a start. Brian's listened to a few and another minister, okay. ironically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we had such a great time. We hung out for a, g- a couple hours at Moe's. We had great food, great drinks, and it was great to meet Nick in person, finally, after, you know, now Nick's the one. He has the Star Wars podcast. Yes. And it was just, I mean, the connective tissue, I mean, like I said, I heard the email, had his email not gotten read on the big show yesterday. This never would have happened. This never would have happened because I would have never remembered who was in Montgomery, Alabama. And he probably wouldn't have heard our episode until after Mm -hmm. I'd left. And there was Mm -hmm. just no way that was going to happen. And it was just, Roxy, this is why I'm going to like touring again. If this I happens almost, so. if this happens all over the place, like every other city or something like that, and I'm get to meet mm-hmm. up with Littles and hang out and just mm-hmm. meet, he's new- never gonna come home to me. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it was it was really great, and yeah, you know, yeah. I wish I was there. Yeah, and especially because we, you know, someone we've had on the podcast. And sure. We're gonna have to. I told him we're gonna have to have him on for five mediocre minutes soon, and Definitely. he can tell his version of the story. But I yeah. hope someone's gonna write in. I, I guess maybe I'll do it, but we have to write into the big show to. This is what I'm talking about. I mean, if it wasn't for Tony, this stuff wouldn't happen. And no, I felt like right. I have three new friends in Montgomery, Alabama. It's just the coolest mm-hmm. thing. And they're such nice guys. And I hate saying it like this, but we reminisced for like an hour. You would have hated it, Roxy. We <laughs> talked about the big show and like what it used to be and just, and we were it's just reminiscing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just reminiscing. And it was so, and we're all telling different stories of like our favorite episodes and just stuff like Aww. that. It, it was just so great. So I also, of course, videoed and sent pictures to Bob Walsh because I knew he'd be Good. thrilled because, Good. you know, it basically was a summer of littles event happening in October. Yeah, so, uh, right. Yeah, a good time was had by all. At least I hope so. I had a great time. And so big shout out to Nick for picking me setting up. Setting that up so quickly. Yeah, setting it up, picking me up, bringing me back to the hotel. They bought me drinks. I mean, that was just Aww. really sweet. So, you know, really good time, really good time. And speaking of good time, wait till our Meet the Littles guest today. This is going to be a treat. But before we go and meet them, I want to make sure we reiterate, don't forget to get your Toy Hall of Fame entries in for our contest just head on over to our website, loyallittlespod.com. Or just email us at wtfcpodnet at gmail.com. Get us those entries in. And you know what? Maybe we should talk about it. Since we have all this time still until it's happening, maybe we could create one. Of, what are those called? Google Doc things? A Google Doc? Yeah, I think I started one once. Okay. And then I didn't finish it. I was going to send it to you and then I never did. So let okay. me check that out again. Well, because then they're right. Then we could just post it on our Twitter and people could just click yeah, it right. and respond. And so mm-hmm. it, I feel like it might be too much trouble for people to like actually create an email with their toy hall of fame options in kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But in the spirit, I did want to do this. You know, the need to know facts.com that we do every so often. Yeah. They also have just quizzes. Okay, and I got one mailed yesterday, and I was like, oh, we're going to include this. Okay, here's a question for you, Roxy. What was the first toy advertised on television? Ooh. Do you have any guesses? Barbie. Okay, that's a good guess. Here are your options. You ready? Atari, Jenga, Mr. Potato Head, or Monopoly? Ooh, that's tough. Well, Each one you said, I was like, oh, I think it's that one. And then you said the next one. I I narrowed one right off. Mm, I would say maybe. What's the first one you would throw off? Probably Jenga. Yeah, exactly. It's too new. It's way too new. Yeah. 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 Of course. And then I feel like um, there's another one that's like, what's the next oldest? Probably Mr. Potato Head. Really? Okay. I would have said Atari, but. Oh, see, or Monop- I would have said or Monopoly. Yeah, see, I don't even know when Mr. Potato Head was around, but. I'm going to go with Monopoly. Yeah, that's, what I, that's the only one you would have left. Okay. Unfortunately, you're wrong. It's Atari. No, it's Mr. Potato Head. Atari's too really? new, too. Yeah, Atari's like late 70s, maybe early 80s. Oh, yeah. I, I was thinking, think, you know what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I was confused okay. between Mr. I would have said Mr. Potato Head and I would have been right. It's first manufactured in 1952. The Mr. Potato Head toy became the first toy advertised on the television due to its wild popularity. The toy was first conceived as small plastic inserts of various body parts that could be placed in a real potato (laughs) due to the various complaints (laughs) of moldy potatoes and the short of lifespan of the toys. The company quickly replaced the real potato with a plastic imitation, such as the one seen in the toy story film series. Yeah. That's hilarious. I mean, that is kind of funny, but I mean, it's a good idea, you know, to begin with. Yeah. 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 Mm We get messy, I think. So (laughs) anyway, so, in the spirit, and I do believe Mr. Potato Head's already in the Hall of Fame, I think. 
I'd have to double check that, but I'm pretty sure it is. So yeah. uh, get your entries in. Really good choices. I don't remember what we picked. We're going to have to get our official ones in. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. But I remember like bingo and Nerf toys and things like that. You liked slime, I think. Yeah, but I don't think that was my choice. Yeah, I don't remember. Well, we're going to have to make our... We were just kind of like quickly just spitballing. So remember, mm-hmm. Lil's, you have till November 7th. And our winners will be announced around November 11th, those kind of things. So email us your top three choices. The closest one to matching all three will win a prize. Yeah. All right, Roxy. Well, we got to get out of here. Great Meet the Littles guest. Someone that I was heard their name on the big show numerous times. Heard their name forever. And I was just Mm -hmm. dying to get this person on. We got him. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. This is Alex Budin from the Jukebox Bar and Restaurant in Cleveland, Ohio, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Roxy on the WTFC Podcast Network. She's small and feisty and comes from the street. She's rough around the edges but can be really sweet. She makes you laugh when she runs away. Cause her claws can't catch when she tries to escape. She wears white gloves and go-go boots. If she wasn't fixed, she'd be a prostitute. Cause her big black eyes hypnotize. She has a way with all the handsome guys. Don't get too close. We are being played in this episode by Colleen Messina, and this song is called Don't Get Too Close. Now, you can find all her stuff wherever you stream music, Bandcamp, etc. Just search Colleen Messina, and the best place to find all her information is on her website, ColleenMessina.com. That's C-O-L-L-E-E-N-M-E-S-S-I-N-A, and we'll make sure we put all that in the show notes, as always, but the most important thing is, don't forget, we will play the full song. Don't Get Too Close by Colleen Messina at the end of the podcast. She's ready to pounce, ready to spar. She doesn't care if she has to scratch. She's not concerned about the aftermath. She leaves her mark when she leaves a room. She doesn't cover up her business with cheap perfume. She ends up in bed with a gentleman climbs up on his chest when they start sleeping all right all you loyal littles it's now time to and roxy we've been chatting off air a little bit now this person doesn't even realize this was one of our i don't want to say most seeked out but this is someone that i hear the name all the freaking time yeah. And I'm just like, I've got to meet this person. Okay. So we got him. We got him. We he doesn't even realize that because we didn't tell him that. <laughs> but we're going to get all into that. Please welcome to the podcast, Adam Apatow. Hey, Adam, how's it going? It's good, Chuck. How are you? Hey, Roxy. Hi. Now, first things first, be honest, brutally honest. Did I say that right? No, you did not. Apatow? Well, you kind of hesitated. You're great. It's just we say it wrong. So it's, oh. it's we. you said it right because that's how we say it. But ah, when, when I was, see, when I was Roxy. first... <laughs> I did hesitate. Well, because I got nervous. And I saw the look in your eyes. Oh, okay. The fear. News channel, what is it, 12? 12. The fear of the look. Yeah, okay. Well, Adam, I'll try to do better. No, it's all great because what I found out when I was first practicing law many, many years ago, and I was working in what was then the former Soviet Union, 
and I would meet our clients over there and I would say my name and they would look at me like I had three heads because the name is actually Russian and in Ukrainian it's pronounced Apatov. Okay. And apparently they're like, there's like this Bolshevik general who was Kuzma Apatov who oh. brought Soviet power to Ukraine. Wow. And there were like streets named after him and statues, yeah. which of course were then, which of course in the early nineties were pulled down and left in ruins scattered right. around yeah, yeah. Throughout Ukraine. Well, I love this guy already, not bearing any leads. No, so I mean, cool. We already got to Russia and we haven't even met him yet. So Adam, let's take it way back. Let's introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there. Tell us a little something about yourself. Sure. I'm Adam Apatoff. I am uh, an attorney in Rockville, Maryland, do a lot of work in corporate law and healthcare former founder of a software company that works in healthcare and die hard with lots of sports, uh, mostly college sports and a uh, certain football factory college in Miami. Proud father of three kids, a couple of high-end athletes and an absolutely brilliant 10-year-old. Excellent. All right. So let's go back though. Where did you grow up and where did you go to school and stuff like that? I actually grew up in Montgomery County, Maryland, um, okay. just outside of DC. Lived a couple of places before we all settled here when I was like eight Ended up going to college in Florida at the University of Miami and then law school outside of Philadelphia in Lincoln, Delaware at Widener University, Delaware School of Law. Did my master's degree at uh, George Washington University back here in D.C. Mm -hmm. uh, and have been practicing law and working in and out of the uh, IT and software industry for 27 years since then. Wow. Okay. Cool. Now, all right, I, I'm looking at your form, which you did fill out a little bit here in Littles, <laughs> and it says professional fraternity guy. And your Kappa Sigma fraternity? Yes. So I spent so I spent the first twenty years or so of my volunteer time outside of work volunteering on a national level with Kappa Sigma fraternity and ended up as uh, since I'm a lawyer and inevitably somebody looks around and says, Oh, this is a legal issue. We'll do that for free. And uh, <laughs> they look and walked around the room and go, You, you, you're a lawyer, you can do this. Ended up general counsel of the fraternity on a volunteer basis, which of course means operating at a loss. And then ended up and spent uh, four years on the board of directors that was there. Did some cool stuff. We built a beautiful building in Charlottesville, Virginia, for a brand new headquarters property that was there right around the corner from Monticello. Had a chance to speak at, gosh, 50, 60 college campuses all around the country. Wow. Got to have my older son hitch along with me one time for a memorable trip up Pacific Coast Highway when he was 10 and I was finishing up doing all that. And had a real good time and had a really good chance to see the side of something that everybody sort of perceives in one way. But in reality, it's very different and very impactful um, in people's lives and really making a difference in college communities and in local communities around colleges in a lot of different places, whether it's in Santa Barbara, California, Emporia, Kansas. I've been to Emporia, Kansas. I'm like, I've known Lawrence, Kansas. I don't think I've ever <laughs> No, I've been, been there too. Emporia yeah. is, is thriving and all those sort of places in between. But and where is that? Uh, what, school, cool experience. what school is there? That's, I... uh, that is Emporia State University. Oh, okay. I think they're the fighting hornets that were there. Okay. Um, it's, uh, it's about two and a half hours southwest of Kansas City on the way to Wichita. You're right. Okay. Because okay. I've been to Manhattan so, for Kansas State. Yeah, I've been to Manhattan as well for Kansas State. I will say I had, like I think, like the worst hamburger I ever ate in my life in Manhattan, <laughs> oh, Kansas. Oh, no. Apologies to everybody in Manhattan, Kansas. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Well, they've been, they've been pretty good lately, the basketball team, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They, they had a good run this last year, yeah. They did, but not as good a run as we had in Miami. So, oh, right. You know, that, was a, that was a big moment for us. I was When I was in college back in the late 80s and early 90s, and Miami was just resurrecting its basketball program, I once was sitting in the cavernous Miami arena. It was seating 15,000, and there were probably 3,000 people there, maybe, watching wow. uh, Miami play one of their early Big East games wow. against Pittsburgh. and. 
watching the uh, the coach forget to put the team back on the court as the horn sounded and allowed Pittsburgh to go up the floor and score an uncontested basket and win the game. So seeing so seeing the Hurricanes in the that. final four was something special. Wow. Yeah, I actually forgot about that. All right, real quick now, because I saw Roxy's face light up. Now, you said being a professional fraternity guy. Now, does that mean Kappa Sigma, was that a professional fraternity or a social fraternity? No, Kappa Sigma is, is the, a social fraternity. It's one of the five or six largest men's college fraternities in the country. Okay. But my wife would tell you I had spent more time doing that sometimes than occasionally doing my job. Well, right. I mean, so this is the type of fraternity that would go crazy, keg stands, things like that, right? I'm assuming. Uh, there's certainly an aspect of fun. Okay. <laughs> That's a very well, no, no, nice one, one, way to say it. Her, her face lit up a little bit because there, I, there are differences. That's what I was trying I to. I didn't even, I didn't like, know. Like the theater fraternity mm-hmm. is a professional fraternity. Mm. Five Mu Alpha, I was in Five Mu Alpha. That's a professional fraternity as, a, as opposed to social. Oh. So it was, yep. a, it was always a drag. Am I saying the right word, social Yes, you're absolutely you're 100% right. Social fraternity is entirely the right way to say it. But the thing that was great when I was in school, and not that anybody had me do it because I can't sing for the life of me, but every year at Miami, we had a song fest for the fraternities yeah. and sororities uh-huh. as part of the Greek week. And Phi Mu Alpha at Miami, which is has yep. the Frost School of Music, which yep. is a great school of music. And they would be the coaches for all the fraternities Excellent. and sororities yep. so that they could walk outside. And before acapella was the thing that it became. Right. They would be coaching these fraternity bros and sorority women and teaching them how to sing and perform well, and do choreography. Uh-huh. I'm surprised right? because we, our FIMU Alpha chapter, was always furious that we were not allowed or ever invited to participate in Greek Week activities. Really? Yeah, because we were a professional fraternity, Weird. not a social fraternity. Until, but you did all the social things. Until, too. until we got our day. Okay, I guess to say our day in court, because <laughs> you could, as you, I think you just said you can watch the activities. It's not like this private event or anything. Right, and they would right. encourage everyone <laughs> oh, from yeah. the campus to attend. Yeah. So there was one time where it was a trivia contest or something like that, and the question was, what fraternity would most likely be able to get a date or something like that? And they literally answered Five Mu Alpha. Oh. Because we would go around serenading women. We'd go to Oneonta State. Yeah. Not even on our campus. If we got, we used to sell them for, we had a fundraiser. And you could hire us for $10. (laughs) Okay. Because we were professionals. We would rehearse once a week. Uh And we had all these songs. And one of them was a serenade. Mm -hmm. And we would literally do it up where the last verse, we would get down on one knee. (laughs) Of course you did. There were, I'll never forget the one. The best one ever was that we got hired to go all the way, what's all the way across the street to Oneonta State. And we, we went outside the bedroom window of this dorm room oh, and serenaded no. this girl. And, oh, my God. Are you kidding me? She loved it. Oh, no. Well, because the guy that hired us was with us. <laughs> so, anyway, it worked. That's all I'm going to say. Enough said Who with that. So the, fir- so the first time did you crash and burn, and then you're waiting to see how the second time's going to turn out? Yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. No, no, but we, we had our own version of the national anthem. We would get hired to do, because don't forget, that's where the Soccer Hall yeah, of Fame was. Right, right. So we would always do the tournament sometimes. We'd yeah. get to sing the national anthem, things like that. But anyway, so he's right. I mean, so these guys, they would coach them. That's hilarious. Yes. That's hilarious. That's great. It was great to watch and see it work. And yeah. it, was, it was a really cool thing that would happen. Nice. All right. Well, that's that's amazing. So, well, actually, before we get to more stuff on the form, now let's get into your little dumb and stuff like that. How did you become a listener of the Tony Kornheiser show and stuff like that? So, so I can go all the way back okay. to the original, I guess, the original 980, I think, or, mm-hmm. or the original 570. 
yeah. all the way back to the original 570 because I'm from the area, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, obviously Red Tony growing up yep. in the sports pages and the style pages, I, I own somewhere pumping irony and I'm back for more cash and hardcover mm-hmm. and laughed, read it. It was a highlight reading the post every day. And on Sundays, and then when he came to when he came to the radio, it was it was even better. Yeah. Right? It was suddenly like it's funny and it's it's enjoyable and it's hyper local and has always been hyper local. And even when it was the national show, it was still very local. Yeah. And that was great stuff. And then over the years and listening to it, especially once my older son is so both my older kids were competitive gymnasts. Okay. And my daughter ultimately moves on from gymnastics to less challenging things like competitive CrossFit and Olympic weightlifting. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. wow. As you do. <laughs> but my older son is, has stayed with it. Okay. We're going through all the college recruiting right now. And oh, it's, excellent. It's, it's an interesting time. And in that, the gym he competes out of is about 30 miles or so from our house. So um, we have a very long round trip commute every day. Yeah. Yeah. And so that became a whole lot of, well, maybe there's more things to listen to than um, what's on the radio. Right, right. And over the last 10 years that he's been there, there's been a lot of listening to the pod. And that has very much become the soundtrack for my son and I on the driving there and back. And at a certain point, he sort of looked at me and goes, why do you listen to this? (laughs) And I said, well, if you would imagine your grandfather, who's 78, Jewish guy from Baltimore, now imagine that instead of being a business executive, he was a sports writer and actually funny. <laughs> That's the reason it. why I listen to this. Yeah, That's yeah. the reason why I listen to this. Absolutely. So nice. and, and that, that actually goes, okay, yeah, I think I get that. I think okay. I get that oh, now. Good, yeah, right, good. That. That's become very much the little dumb in, in the pieces of, sure. of listening to those pieces that are there. And yeah. There's generationally some overlap between the Jewish geography of having lived in Montgomery County, Maryland for 40 years. That, you know, some of the people he references and plays golf with, there's some names I go, okay, I know that person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, what, and PTI, I assume? Um, I watch some PTI when it's there. Honestly, I like the pod better. Oh, um, gotcha. Watching PTI is harder because of when it comes on, right? Sure. And then if I'm sure. home in the evenings and I'm watching, yep. I'd rather watch live sports yep. than watch Wilbon complain. Yeah, right. About live sports. Right. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm happy to listen to Tony. Yeah. But gotcha. having to listen to Wilbon tell us that, you know, Toronto's a Midwestern city. Right. Yeah. Well, as you do. Okay. So speaking of sports, though, let's get into that. Like, so what is your favorite sport? I know, obviously, you must be a big Hurricanes fan. I think it would probably be college football is the thing that consumes okay. most of my moments that are there. I went to school during the original heyday of the Hurricanes. Uh, I was in college from 89 to 93. Wow, okay. We, uh, we played for the national championship three out of those four years, won twice. Not me. I was just watching. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the third time was, uh, was in a, a freezing drizzle in Dallas when they beat Texas 46 to three. And, and Randall Hill ran up into the uh, tunnel and shot his six shooters at everybody. And yeah. it was sort of an epic moment to be able to be there and, and be a part of it. And when they made the documentaries, it was like, Oh, wait, I was there that night. <laughs> yeah. And so it was, uh, it's always been a great thing. And, you know, growing up in DC, college basketball was a much bigger thing, right? So I grew up a, a big Terrapins basketball fan because, mm-hmm. let's be fair, nobody's really a Terrapins football fan. And watching Miami now turn around and, and Jim Laranega and seeing the connection back to DC and George Mason and having Coach Laranega at Miami and seeing the success in, in last spring was just, was just a ride. Mm. It was just a ride to take a school that had never had any tradition really in basketball and be able to take that and just take the sheer joy of being part of the community yeah. coming together that's there. Because we talk a lot in the Miami alumni community about we're not a nation, we're a family. 
And having a child there now, I really, you know, sort of brings me back to it. And it's like, you know, there are a bunch of people who are still there who were there when I was there. And gotcha. that connection that's there is just a really special thing. And so mm. there's a ton of that, but I've managed to squeeze in besides a couple of national championship games. I've sat at Super Bowl 17 when oh, I was wow. a kid, watched 70 chip, go off the tackle and Rigo run that in and beat the Dolphins. And uh, was at one of the 2019 World Series games for the Nationals. Haven't gotten to Stanley Cup yet. And obviously professional basketball with Les Boulets is uh, not exactly going to. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, you, you see, you can you can see how far back I go. It's Les Boulets. Yeah, right. Um, is uh, is not not really been a thing yet. But uh, yeah. I think being at three different world championships in different times and different sports, I think is really cool. That That's is very amazing. cool. That's very so, cool. All right. Well, we're going to get more into the college stuff because I'm wondering right now if listeners are wondering if there's a connection somehow because they know something else. But we're going to get into it because you didn't really bury the lead. You told us, but we didn't tell them. But right. don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. This is the Loyal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Roxy. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast and Roxy. Chuck. We're lucky enough to have Adam. Apatoff. Very good. Wow. I put her on the spot. She nailed it right away. He, sure did. Did you? Yeah. I did. did. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Adam, now we kind of teased this a little bit. Now, obviously, I think some of the listeners might be going like, oh, he has a kid at Miami. Excuse me, University of Miami. Now, we also know, you, it says you had your David Aldridge moment. I'm wondering if people are realizing who else has a child at University, University of, of Miami. Miami. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. Tell them your story. Uh, so my daughter is, is a classmate of vaunted football prognosticator, uh, Chuck Todd. <laughs> oh, we thought it was Reginald. Oh, I got it mixed up. No, okay. Well, that would be a neat trick. Yeah. <laughs> That's a smart monkey. Yeah. yeah. And so last summer, before the young women headed off to their freshman year down uh, in Coral Gables, we hosted out here in Rockville, we hosted the uh, D.C. area freshmen that were headed off to Miami. Mm. And Chuck is from Miami. He's been very involved with the university. He went to GW, as did I. Not at the same time. Well, mm-hmm. we might have been at the same time, but didn't know each other there. And Chuck came and, you know, the university had said to me, you know, Chuck's going to come. His daughter's coming to there. We'd like to have him talk to the parents. And I'm like, OK, we can arrange that if it's there. And Chuck got there and I sort of said, you know, so-and-so from the university said he would come and he would speak. And he looked at me and he goes, can I just be a parent tonight? And I was like, absolutely. Like, this is for parents. You don't need to do anything. And, and it's all there. And so a few minutes later, he was off and he was talking and I walked over and he wanted to just come back. And, and of course, I greeted him with a hearty lechiserie, mm-hmm. which led to the opportunity to talk to him and for him to share, which was really great, that his feeling of his involvement in the show is the thing that gives him the greatest joy on a week to week basis in his professional life. Right. So it's not interviewing heads of state. It's not yeah. interviewing major political figures. It's you know really being pretty degenerate in giving football picks and competing yeah. you know, with a right. monkey. Yeah. And so we talked for about 20 minutes and it was terrific and came back around throughout the end of, end of the night. But during the course of the evening, one of the other parents who was there, who their son and my daughter grew up together, they're now in college together along with Chuck's daughter. And you know, she had taken me, she grabbed me, pulled me over to the side. She goes, that guy you were talking to. I'm like, which one? Because there were like 80 people there. There were a bunch <laughs> of people talking to. Like, no, the one who looks like Chuck Todd. Who, who is that guy? <laughs> and I said, well, you mean Chuck Todd? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was the brush with bigdom. Very cool. Yeah. That's Very a good cool. one though. for a few it minutes. Is. And how cool, especially for you to allow it. You know, even though the, I guess the heads up, the power heads are like, oh, he has to speak. But you know, I mean, sometimes you just want to be a person. Like yeah. you said, I just want to be a parent. Yeah. You know, let me have this moment. 
you know, my child going to college. Right. This is one of those events to send them off and yeah. stuff like that. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's always been, I think, when you meet folks who are like that, to treat them like people, right. not like objects. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I, we, I've said that many times on here. I mean, my saying is they put their pants on one leg at a time, just like we do. Unless you're like Roxy and you just jump into them. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, Roxy's different. But, well, no, no. It's, those are, those are you know. skinny jeans, Roxy, right? <laughs> yes. Right. You, ju- you can jump into those for sure. Yeah. It's hard sometimes, Get them on, though. no problem. <laughs> I, I, I was about, it's hard sometimes, and now we're talking about jumping in skinny jeans. But... <laughs> No, I mean, seriously, like when we're at events, because, yeah. you know, we're both in the performing arts mm-hmm. and we meet people that yep. have done some stuff, yep. we'll say. Work professionally and alongside them, things like that. Yeah, it's, and it's yeah. so hard sometimes if there is someone that you've admired for so long mm-hmm. that you look up to and whatnot. Like, I think you got a little bit when you met Liza. Yeah. Because you yeah. were working with his, her for sister. Sh- for sure. And that's that's hard sometimes, but you still got to be cool and stuff like that. Yep. But it's also like, just yeah, they just want to be a person. And, uh, absolutely. You know? So mm-hmm. it's very interesting. Now, okay, so the last thing, you kind of touched upon it in the first segment here about this software licensing. So I started my original career. I did a lot of international work because when I was in college and in grad school, it was like, oh, let's do international stuff. That would be cool. When you then end up realizing that involves spending three weeks in the dead of winter traveling to steel towns throughout Eastern Europe, you're like, you know, this is way less cool than it actually seems. Right. And it turned out that most everybody I knew back in the area here was sort of in you know, the IT and the computer software business. And so after about three years of doing the international stuff, I ended up sort of going into doing software licensing work, like being the lawyer to write license agreements. And it's horribly, terribly boring. And, you know, no one wants to hear about that. (laughs) Um, but But along the way, I got to meet some pretty extraordinary people who are like super smart, way smarter than I am, right? Lawyers are sort of commodities and but I got a chance to meet some really smart people who had done some really smart things and was invited to be part of something that they had started and started our own software company that does some really cool things in healthcare that involves moving people's healthcare information around in a really secure and simple and easy way. And that's been a really big part of my professional life for the last 10 years. While I'm still doing private practice, I'm working on that. And it's been really cool. And it's a nice opportunity when you spend your whole career servicing clients, mm-hmm. right? Taking care of people and helping them do better when you actually have the chance to be the person who's making the thing. And uh, not that I'm sitting down and writing code because good Lord, I can't do that. <laughs> but it is, it's a pretty special thing when you can be part of the team that goes and builds something and builds an organization and you see people who come in and are employed and you build that up and you take that to the next level and you keep doing it. And that's a really great experience and it's been really special. So are you the one that came up with this whole portal idea for these healthcare Uh-oh. websites? No. Not, not that kind of portal. Okay. <laughs> but there's some stuff inside the portal okay. That, okay. Uh, that connects to how stuff moves around and how all the, the data moves that, that right. we play in. We play a pretty big part in. Because I've been and, uh, bitching about that for about a month and a half now. Uh, I got called you, out. You, on is it, is, it, is it the signal? It's not the signal portal, is it? It actually was. <laughs> not well. That was your first mistake. <laughs> right. Right. That's funny, actually. All right. Well, Adam, can't thank you enough for coming on to Meet the Littles. But as you know, we have to get to some fun, dumb questions before we let you go. Hope that's okay. All good. All right. Roxy, what do we got? All right. Which TV family is most like your own? I would probably say if I go all the way back to the 80s, probably go back with, with the Keatons, right? I've got one daughter, two sons. So it's not exactly the same. Yeah, uh-huh. but, but my older son does sometimes think that he's, like, going to go run the world. So, you know, it <laughs> probably it. picks up fine with, uh, with a little Michael J. Fox, Alex P. Keaton action. Uh-huh. Okay. Excellent. Cool. All right, cool. What's a special hidden talent you have that no one else knows about? I am a near master of useless knowledge. Oh, okay. Cool. So when, trivia, when, you want to join your trivia team. 
so a, a little bit of that sometimes. When I, when I was in high school, I was part of the 1989 National Champion Quiz Bowl team. Oh, okay. Which was composed of someone who today is a tenure professor of mathematics at Wisconsin and a tenure professor of law at Vanderbilt and me who's still schlepping in the D.C. suburbs. <laughs> All right, Roxy, what's next? All right, which historical figure would you like to be? Is that what that says? <laughs> it is. I'm reading that, and I'm, as it came out of my mouth, I said, I don't think we've ever asked this I one before. I don't think so either, and I'm wondering, it's not just for a day? No, like, it's just, who do you want to be? Okay. It's B. Yeah. It's B. Wow. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, the, the answer has to be Genghis Khan. Okay. Okay. Right? Because he kicked everybody's butt. Has okay. to be, right. Sure. <laughs> love it. <laughs> All right, what's the one movie you love so much that you know you will be best friends with another person just by them loving it as well? It's probably any Star Trek movie. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Cool. So we know the answer to that rapid fire question. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure he hasn't heard my story about fourth grade. I think it was fourth grade. It's at the end of the year, you know, in the last week when they don't really do much teaching. Right. And you just get to like blow off the whole week. Right. And they were like, oh, we're going to watch a movie. And it was Star Trek? And it was Star Trek, the movie, the original. And you weren't happy? Oh, it was like, I would rather stick needles in my... Like, they did nothing. <laughs> they just sat around a ship and talked. There was one time <laughs> where the ship almost got blown up, and that was the most exciting thing. Of course, it didn't. I'm probably not recapping the movie very well, but that's oh what I remember. Gosh. And I was yeah. like, this is the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. What a waste of a like day to do nothing. So, anyway, so... Well, there's a thing about Star Trek movies that the only ones are the even-numbered ones. The odd-numbered Star Trek movies are always... Oh, fun. okay. See, I was right. And I just never so bothered to go why, to the even because I stopped at one, so... And that's why Wrath of Khan is a great movie, which was the second one. Oh, okay. okay. Now, I will say, back going way back, the original Star Trek series that the was series, on... The TV yeah, series. The TV series. Mm -hmm. I just remember one random episode, and it had to do with Alice in Wonderland. Okay. And I thought, as because I was like a kid i was probably like in seventh eighth grade mm -hmm. i just thought that was very clever mm -hmm. now i don't remember what the episode was about or whatever but i do remember one positive thing about star trek and i remember seventh grade chuck saying huh that's pretty clever well i who would have thought these people would have landed on some random planet where it was alice in wonderland sure anyway let's get out of here roxy keep going what do you got if you could shoot one condiment out of your finger what would it be mustard what kind of mustard or any horseradish horseradish mustard? Ooh. Oh. I don't think I've ever had that, but I bet I would love it. You probably would. I would try that. That's like a thing. Horseradish mustard. Horseradish mustard. Who makes it? Does every company make it? I, there's lots of different versions. Oh, of hmm. wow. We'll look at, we'll it's look good. at it in the store, see if we can find it. Yeah, maybe. All right. If you hosted Saturday Night Live, who would you want to introduce as your musical guest? I would have wanted to introduce Jenny Buffett. Ah, okay. Great answer. Mm -hmm. So timely, but yeah, sadly. Yeah. yeah. Great answer. And also Chuck and Roxy, a Kappa Sigma brother. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> Excellent. Cool. You know, I get off doing that too. Like Neil Pert was mm -hmm. uh, Five Mu Alpha yeah. brother. And I'm like, and Mr. Rogers, yep. mm -hmm. you know, it's people like that that I just like, yeah, he was a fraternity brother. Mm -hmm. I mean, I never met him, but <laughs> you know, my claim to fame, I was the president of MENC Music Educators National Conference, and I was super close to getting Fred Rogers to come speak at our school. Ooh. And that was my big ploy to get me elected as president of MENC. And so then you got elected and you could Yeah, I felt, yeah, that's probably why I didn't get reelected. But anyway, <laughs> all right, Roxy, some rapid fire, quick. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Let's try this one. Garfield or Heathcliff? I really just don't like cats. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. That's perfect. Next. Smooth or crunchy peanut butter? 
Smooth. Mr. Furley or Mr. Roper? Aren't they pretty much the same person? Oh, not really. Mr. Roper was the married guy, never wanted sex. Mr. Furley what? was just crazy. <laughs> Which one was Don Knotts? They both, they bo I know that Don Knotts was one of them, and it's like I always think that they're like the same person. Yeah. Mr. Fur yeah, yeah, that's Don Knotts, was Mr. Furley. Mr. Furley. Yeah. Yeah. So neither. Okay. okay. All right. How about pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Uranus jokes. Not funny or never not funny? Oh, never not funny. Excellent. Thank you. All right. <laughs> well, Thank you so much, Adam, for coming on to Meet the Littles. Now, is there anything we can plug for you? And how can people get in touch with you if you want to be gotten in touch with? They can check me out on LinkedIn. We'll get some information that's there. It's Adam Apatoff. Easy thing to search. That'll give you an opportunity to see the things I do all along the way. And if there's anything that makes a lot of sense, happy to talk. All right. Nice. Excellent. And we'll put the name in the show notes, obviously. Yes. So you'll know how yes. to do that. Yep. Chuck had problems with that earlier. <laughs> Anyway, Adam, thanks again. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Over. Always. Always over. Okay. But you do have to bet the under. Okay. Oh, bet the under. Hang the over, over, bet the Hang, under. Oh, that's good. Hang the over, bet the under. Yep. Mm -hmm. Dan Byrne, there's got to be a song. <laughs> Hang the over, bet the under, yes. or vice versa, whichever way you want to go, which is easier for you. If, if a Dan Byrne song comes out of that line... I think I'm just going to like walk off into the sunset. That'll okay. be it. That'll okay. be it. Done. Put a fork in me. I'm done. Well, Amazing. we'll see what we can do. We've had crazier things happen yes, with Dan. Yes, we have. Mm -hmm. He's a good friend of the podcast, yes. so we'll see what we can do. <laughs> All right, Adam, we th thank you so much for coming on to Meet the Littles. We really appreciate the time. Y'all, thank you. I really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. All right, all you loyal listeners. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Alex Cobb from Springfield, Missouri, and you are listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast, and thank you, Adam, for coming on to Meet the Littles. Roxy, you know what that music means. I sure do. Unfortunately, we had to say goodbye to someone, and it's unfortunately a little close to home. So let's do this, shall we? Hello, this is Sydney. 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 Hi. Hello. What happened? <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> well, Sid, maybe you didn't hear, but unfortunately you got chopped in the guillotine league for the Loyal Littles Podcast Fantasy Football League. I can't believe it because I swear when I checked it, I was in maybe fifth place. So I don't know what. <laughs> well, we I was just relying on the system. I was relying on the system and not doing my own movements. Yeah, That's what well, you had one person with a buy and I forget. I think someone else got hurt and you didn't take him out soon enough or something like that. And, oh, no. Well, in Sid's defense, she was busy because her bills were playing in the morning this week. And they started yes. at 9.30 in the morning, and they yes. were in London. So the best part about this is I get a message from Roxy saying, hey, I'm going to meet Sid at the bar at 9.30 in the morning. <laughs> Very early morning to go to the bar, which is so cool mm -hmm. that the bars open that early in New York just for this game. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah. yeah, that is cool. We can give a mm -hmm. shout-out. It was the All-Star Bar on 57th Street between yeah, you know, yes, and yeah. 9th. That's yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And they were sending me videos yeah. to the road of like, what was the chant when you scored finally? Shout. It's Sh shout. Yeah. Yes. That is our, our official song. 
Gotcha. So the game didn't end how we wanted it to, but we still got a few shouts in there. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. good. Yeah. I think it was a little unfair. Yeah. I got to be honest. Jacksonville's been there for two weeks now. And so they're, you know, acclimated to the, you know, the time difference and all that stuff. And, yeah. And right. Boys, That's what I said. For two weeks. Well, because they had a game there last week, too. Now they're coming back. So they figured that That's was not the- fair at all. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I thought the same thing. <laughs> well, I think your bills I are going to be in fine that. shape. You know, but unfortunately, <laughs> the guillotine league, you're out. This is what I hate about it. It's oh, like now you're just not. Goodness. Yeah. But you do have some good players. I might have to start bidding because I'm not doing so well in that league either. Because I'm like with you. I just kind of set it and left it. I have not spent any money yeah. on any other players and stuff like that. So, yeah, we're going to have to do something, Roxy, because I don't know. we got to step it up. That's all I can say. <laughs> this is your thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sid, you're not in the studio, obviously. Can we tell everyone where you are? I called Sid. I'm like, are you yeah. around? Because I'd love to have you come on quick to say your goodbyes to the listeners. I mean, not goodbye to the listeners forever, but, you know, in the, the Loyal Littles podcast. <laughs> fantasy oh, gosh. Um, but she goes, I, and I didn't know what you were doing. I was just randomly calling him like, hey, are you around? And you were like, uh, in Manhattan. And I call you and you said, what are you doing? Uh, building a fire. <laughs> She's building a fire <laughs> in the Catskills. In the Catskills. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Lovely. It's chilly fall weather yes. up here. Oh, beautiful. It was perfect yeah. weather down here in Montgomery, Alabama today. That's all I can say. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty Alabama. chilly here. Wait, that's right. You're from, wait, how far are your parents from here, Sid? It's about three hours. Oh, okay. It is about three hours. hours. Oh. Okay. Yeah. 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 I was close. It's close I'm getting. Yeah, yeah, not too far. <laughs> Much closer than I am. All right. Well, tell, right. Them, tell them we said hi and, you know, oh, yeah. enjoy your fire and be safe. And, yeah. Uh, but we'll Thank talk soon. You. We'll have you. We'll have to have you third wheel again soon. We need some. Yes, we need yes. some Sydney. The listeners are missing Sydney and they want their emails Definitely. read by Sydney, not me. So, you know. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. All right. Well, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Sounds good. Bye, Sid. Bye, Bye guys. All right, Roxy, there was one more thing I wanted to, we had another, we were talking about the need to know facts and I had another toy related one. So I wanted to get to this one too. Did you know Silly String was originally designed to be spray on cast for broken bones? What? Yes. When Fish and Cox, the two inventors, first created the compound that would eventually become to us known as Silly String, they had a very different plan in mind. They wanted to use the substance, which when sprayed from the can would quickly harden as a foam of an instant cast. Simply spray it on a broken arm or leg, and it would quickly set into a hard and immobile cast. When this did not work, they used it instead as a children's toy, and it quickly became famous. <laughs> now, my Way question... Way to make lemonade out of lemons. Well, there's that, but i also kind of curious the process of, like, how did we figure this... Like, first right. of all, I mean, I guess you could cut it off like you do a cast, because that's what happens to a cast, essentially, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. They have to cut it off. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems right. kind of weird and interesting for, like, the first prototype. I think it was always meant to be silly string and they just didn't realize it until it actually stared them in the face. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I don't know. I just, it, to me, it's just really kind of funny. That's funny. Yeah. What else do we have to talk about real quick? Did you watch the golden bachelor yet? Oh, last week. Yes, I did. And I have to say, I was like almost in tears. I think I described it as like a Hallmark movie, like a Hallmark Christmas movie at how sweet and sappy it is. But I do think drama is about to hit the house on this week's episode. Okay. So I'm I haven't seen last week's episode. So not too many spoilers. Yeah. No, it was like so sweet and wholesome, but yet not wholesome. But yet it was just so, ugh, I almost cried like five times. <laughs> Okay. Um, oh, but Chuck, I have news for you. Speaking of reality TV, yeah, 
my dad is going to start watching The Amazing Race. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, because I watched last week's episode with him and my mom. We were up in Connecticut and uh, he was like, oh, I think I'm going to watch this now. Okay. He's like, it's kind of cool. They get to go around the world and do these different things. And yeah, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. He also watched Survivor with me, but I don't think he'll be watching that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. All right. Well, we'll get (laughs) it. He doesn't have a whole lot of time, but Amazing Race was good. Well, we might touch upon it. I mean, we don't do it every episode, but yeah, I mean, Survivor last week was much better, but it's still just not I feel like the 90 minutes is too much and that's a very unpopular opinion because I can tell you because I listen to other podcasts and I'm also in the chat groups let me tell you they are eating them up but I'm with you I think it's a little bit too long I also think an hour and a like 15 minute episode that obviously can't work for network's sake but anyway all right right. why don't we uh let's get into a couple emails and then we got to get out of here uh we just heard from Bill Pitcher episode 58 that's the Oregon guy as Mr. Tony says um Mm. he, he goes was that really a Charles Nelson Riley reference from your friend Scott? What year is it? <laughs> he, I was wondering how many people were going to you know, notice that. But um, yeah, yeah, right. And then we heard from Mike Wolf, episode TBD. He said, another great episode. I was glad to hear Chuck will be having many meetups on his menopause tour. I mean, so far, so good. That's all we're going to say on that. I missed you guys since you didn't make it to the Summer of Little's venue I was at. Maybe Chuck's tour will come to my town of Brooklyn, New York. Sorry, but that ain't happening. Yeah. (laughs) It was also (laughs) neat hearing about the World Expo in Spokane. I was at that one. I was also at the 1964 World's Fair in Queens as a wee toddler. Aw. Yeah. Also, since the past three hours, I might have been on the same Cigna plan as Tony. Now, did he mean years instead of hours? I don't know. It says three hours. It's good to hear that you did not have any issues with them during times when you did not have any serious medical issues. It's good to know that they were able to receive your payment, deposit it in their account, and dispense it to their stockholders without you having to send it again or make angry phone calls urging them to accept your payment. Since they seem to be competent at that part where they take the money, I'm sure they're also good at the part of the transaction where they spend the money on care. Mike Wolf, episode TBD. Okay, I see what you're saying. Well, I, all I was trying to say is now, for the most part, I didn't have many things, but there was one or two times. I remember one in particular. Remember the time, Roxy, I was having, I felt like I was having chest pains. I mean, now full disclosure. Right, but what happened was we think part of it was mental, and I know it shouldn't be, but I had just had a friend very young who had a heart attack, mm-hmm. and he was like in his 40s. Mm-hmm. So it was like came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, yeah. you know, I'm like, I'm. Uh, you know, start, I don't know, started, I started having like some chest pains and stuff. So, of course, Roxy got, you know, nervous. She's like, maybe we should go to the at least City MD and just get it checked out. So I was like, okay, well, that yeah. was the mistake because when you go to City MD, and I guess this makes sense, but they said anyone that comes through this door with chest pains, it's not whether or not you go to the emergency. It's basically where do we send you? Like, they're not just going to let you yeah. go. Depending on how serious yeah. it is, we're either going to send you to the emergency room or we're going to send you somewhere, that kind of thing. So I was like, okay. Right. Well, so anyway, long story short, I ended up going to the hospital from there and I got an EKG. 
they had me do a chest x-ray because I, you know, they also asked you, well, what have you been doing lately? What kind of activities? And I said, well, I was playing softball and I dove for a ball and they were afraid one of my ribs might be poking into a lung or something. You know, it could be anything, you know, so they're like, let's do a chest x-ray, things like that. So, I mean, this is some pretty major work, you know, I mean, it's not like you're Mm -hmm. just going to get a Mm -hmm. checkup or whatever. And, you know, the whole thing, you know, like I said, I think it was 35 or $50. That was it. That's all I had to pay for all Mm -hmm. of it. And it's because my health insurance was really good. And that type of plan I had was covering everything except, you know, a a copay or whatever they call it. And so, yeah. So, I mean, like I said, that was pretty much my one experience. Again, it did not involve an MRI or anything like that. But, you know, I just felt like, all right, you know, I just wanted to give credit where credit was due, you know, and that's why I said it. But look, I know Cigna's in hot water right now. They really are. And because, yeah, right. And we all know Tony mm-hmm. did not have good luck with them. So I get what Mike's saying. I do. Right. But yeah, mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the most part. And I'm not with them anymore because I it ran out. So it's okay. So I'm on to new and different things. So all right, Roxy, you have to get to rehearsal. I have to hit the road. So let's tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. Go to our website, loyallittlespod.com. Everything you need to know is over there. And don't forget to get your Toy Hall of Fame entries in. Yes, please do. Because we have some great mediocre prizes to hand out. And if you do listen to us on Apple and iTunes, don't forget to go over there and give us a nice rate and review. Some more people did that. We really appreciate it. And it really does help. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And Roxy, if you need a book. Go to aaronsbooks.com. And if you need self-care. Go to www.modernselfcare.us. And when you go there, or if you are out shopping online tonight, the most important part is don't forget to... I am a near master of useless knowledge. She's small and feisty and comes from the street. She's rough around the edges but can be really sweet. She makes you laugh when she runs away. Cause her claws can't catch when she tries to escape. She wears white gloves and go-go If she wasn't fixed, she'd be a prostitute Cause her big black eyes hypnotize She has a way with all the handsome guys Don't get too close to her If you make your move go slow And you won't get hurt Don't get too to her She'll chase the other girls away from the bar She's ready to pounce ready to spar She doesn't care if she has to scratch She's not concerned about the aftermath She leaves her mark when she leaves a room She doesn't cover up her business with cheap perfume She ends up in bed with a gentleman Climbs up on his chest when they start sleeping Don't get too close to her If you make your move go slow And you won't get Close to her. You want.
too close to her You can see it in her eyes She'll want to play with you But when she's finished fishing She'll take a swipe at you against your body if you talk real sweet she captivates you with her charm you want to take her in your arms she's a wild one but her love is pure she'd follow you to war if she were a girl but she's a complicated diplomat she's a cute and fluffy pussycat don't get too close to her If you make your move go slow and you won't get hurt Don't get too close to her You want to make her purr but don't get too close to her The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Why do you listen to that? Oh, yeah.